The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the show again, and it's always good to have you on board. And I'm absolutely thrilled today because I'm joined by my wife, Alison, who is an extremely experienced uh, teacher of spirituality in many forms. She's a bishop in her own right. She's presided over hundreds of services, given many lectures, workshops, and subjects around the world. She's broadcast on several occasions, including in the Italian language. She did an Italian interview not so long ago. Uh, for an hour in Italian with a channel uh, over there in Italy. But today, she's going to be talking about the second freedom, love, and we're going to hear an extract from that freedom as delivered by Mars Sector 6. The energy, the freedom, a called love, does not only exist on your holy days, but throughout each day and each night. If a terrestrial man manifests this power during his waking state, he will also manifest this same power during his sleep state, when a part of the consciousness is still active, as sleep is a state of a projection from the physical body brought about by a certain element of consciousness, then the power of love can be still radiated by this part of consciousness. When such things as these are brought into active a being throughout your whole lives, then indeed is this great energy released unto all men upon terror. In this extract... Mars Sector 6 is referring to the energy called love, which is the second freedom. We are responsible for how we use this energy throughout our lifetime 
and the time will come when we have to answer for it. We are allocated so many units of energy in each incarnation and we have to learn to use this energy correctly, as much in our sleep state as when we are awake and actively controlling our thoughts and actions. You have to remember that before every action comes the thought, and this thought remains in the ethers. We can learn to program our minds in such a way that our thought patterns are reflected in our sleep state. It is not correct to say that dreams are just the ramblings of the subconscious mind or some kind of electrical discharge, which is what the psychologists and scientists think. The yogis say that if you perform the yoga of mantra as a spiritual exercise, the time will come when it will live within you. And this will reflect throughout your waking state and your sleep state. Now, one might ask, how will you know when a mantra lives within you, for example? Now, I would like to relate an experience that I'm having with the practice of the 12 blessings. I have been practicing these for the best part of five decades. And in the last few years, I find that I'm reciting the prayers in the sleep state. I become aware of this phenomenon as I start to awaken and realize I have been reciting them. And I feel personally that this is a sign that they are starting to live within me. I've always been a vivid dreamer and I can recall most of my dreams, with some of them being real astral experiences. Once we really realize that we are responsible for our thought patterns during the sleep state and have to account for them, the more we can start to control our use of this divine, all-pervasive energy, and then we will start to evolve. Well, that's very, very important uh, topic there, Darren, because, and Darren Ball, of course, our producer, always joins us on the show, because so many of us forget that it's 24 hours a day, the path we are traveling. And, and thank you so much, Alison, for those insights and for sharing that experience, which I think a lot of people will relate to. What say you, Darren? Yeah, I think they certainly will. And I think um, it really brings home the responsibility when you think about this, you know, going both ways. I mean, obviously, <laughs> she and Marsak, we're advocating for manifesting this, 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 you know, this love energy, both in our waking state so that we can do it in our sleep as well. But, you know, whatever we do in our waking state, otherwise, we're also going to be manifesting to some extent those energies as well. And um, I think it just really makes us more conscious, I guess, of, you know, the jealousies, the dislikes, the sort of resentments, the kind of anger and all those other things that we may be manifesting and, you know, um, how to take more responsibility for that and kind of transmute it into something more positive and, and powerful in that respect. You know, one of the things I used to do, Darren, um, before I ever met you, was dream interpretation uh, on the radio. I used to do a couple mm. of shows in London. One was BBC Radio London, actually. But um, because dream interpreters tend to come from a particular standpoint, which might be psychic psychiatric or psych, you know, psychological yeah, yeah. it yeah. might be metaphysical or psychic um, and so some will be looking at it from the point of view for even freudian or jungian psychology and some will be looking mm. at it from another point of view but the whole thing with dreams is that some of them aren't um, symbolic or even muddled thoughts 
some of them are actual experiences. And, yeah. you know, I was staggered. One poll that was done in the UK about 20 years ago now was that 10% of British people have had an out-of-body experience. That's wow. just people who are willing to say it. Yeah, um, wow. You know, they it, it's not something rare or, or, you know, almost unknown. It was, it, it was very common. It was 10 or even more percent. Reminds me of that lecture by the master in which he describes, um, you know, visiting his offices at night in a projected state and finding the whole office there full of people. Absolutely. Uh, and I just thought, you know, that that's a real experience kind of in the, in the vein that you're talking about. And yeah. You, and he's describing, I think, taking it back to the point that Alison was making about, you know, what we manifest in the waking state, we manifest in this in this um, at night as well. Yeah. And he was describing the way that these people were there, but you know, it was it was it was kind of a uh, disturbing description, actually. You know, but there's a scheming, conniving, etc., that was going on that he had witnessed. Indeed, but I think it'll be actually more than one in ten people because I think some won't think that's an out-of-body experience they'll think they were dreaming or imagining or what have you agree agree um, yeah but yeah. sometimes you can find yourself and there'll be listeners who can bear this out and please do write in with your comments or experiences share them with us at spiritual freedom show and you'll find yourself just floating above your body looking down at it and it can be uh, on certain occasions the most wonderful wonderful experience that freedom you can suddenly travel in a way you couldn't before you can go to places they're not all pleasant uh, but you know it's no longer theory this is no inverted commas dream this is a real experience which is carrying on and it might be as allison said there doing the 12 blessings it might be doing mantra or it might be teaching it might be healing and it might be something not as not so which you'd rather not be doing really, uh, but the more control you gain, as as Alison said there in your daily life, and as more importantly as Mars Sector Six said, the more there'll be a control reflected, and so it becomes a twenty four hour a day path, which I think is something wonderful. Really, uh, it's so unlimited. Darren, what about our question of the week? Yeah, I've suddenly got one here. Um, and I think a great point to address for people. Uh, but if, first of all, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the nine freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, and about Dr. George King by visiting our website, ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And as Richard says, if you have a question like this or a comment or even your own experience that you'd like to share, do write to us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. So, um, Rich, I'm going to paraphrase this question a little bit because it's it's quite long. But um, in essence, what this person is talking about is um, how certain individuals manage to find peace when they actually have prey on others and commit crimes and things like that, leaving their victims in pain. And he's described a couple of cases in which, you know, there's someone who's been left suffering um, and even has, you know, hasn't been able to get the medication they need, et cetera, because of someone who's stolen from them or some other thing that's happened. Mm. And their question essentially comes down to, you know, it doesn't seem that karma does immediate justice. And and then he asks, can something be done now to hasten divine justice in this regard? And I thought it brought up a lot of points about karma that you might like to address. Yeah, well, we've talked before about that, Darren, haven't we? I mean, uh, the instant karma concept isn't correct. Mm. Uh, it, it's probably a good song title, but it's just not quite correct. Um, it can work, though, very quickly. And there are times when it's almost like immediate. And you think, my goodness, Almost uh, you put out a thought and something immediately happens. Uh, and mm. strangely, I do think, I won't be dogmatic here, but I do think the more advanced you are, the quicker karma can work. 
And uh, strangely, you know, people get it wrong because they'll look at pretty wicked people, and this question has obviously seen this, who seem to prosper, materially at least, in the world. Mm. And, of course, they, in certain cases, dampen down conscience, conscience as opposed to emotional programmed guilt. That's something else. But true conscience uh, is our link with the divine spark coming through mind. And some people don't, are far away from that. They block that out. It isn't lost forever. One day it must happen, but they don't sense it. So they, they don't have that. I think a lot of people, though, um, do have it really, but they just damp it down and, and, and get on with life. If they were more advanced, they wouldn't. It's a foolish thing to do. I can't give the questioner, I'm afraid, what they obviously want. They've obviously seen an injustice and they want it rectified now. Right. And mm. that's not the way karma always works. Uh, and strangely, although the person might appear to benefit and inverted commas, get away with it, it's worse for them because it's yeah. delaying their evolution because what it means is they are involving more and more. So they're going to have a much bigger hill to climb later. And as I think I've mentioned before, Dr. King did say once, if you are taking a step upwards in your evolution, in your advancement, in your awareness, sometimes a soul, and it is at the soul level, it's not necessarily the conscious mind level, will choose then to take a karmic difficulty because they know they're ready to handle it and they really want to get it out the way and they want to get it transmuted. So sometimes you can have the appearance of people doing a good thing and seemingly um, not benefiting from it in their lives, but actually they are. And that's how it will work out. And they have chosen in that case to deal with the negative karma, get it out the way and move on closer to their enlightenment. Yeah, it certainly does make it difficult to judge um, kind of on the surface as to what's really going on. And uh, it can often seem confusing on face value, as you say, that someone appears to be profiting and yet they're not really because they're going further away and that someone else appears to be suffering a lot. And you might think that that's because they've done something wrong. But actually, as you described, it's because they're now stronger and ready to take on um, and transmute that. Yeah, of. and often they're judging by how it looks materially. You know, they've, they've, they've yes, got physical true, health, true, they've got yeah, money, yeah. they've got... But it's all about the internal and the elevation, mm. the inner elevation, and someone who's... I mean, Milarepa, the old yogi, looked in a terrible, ragged state, but was truly in a blissful state of enlightenment. And that's something really for us to aspire to. But in these days, of course through service, because service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 